Welcome to episode six of the Hodlers podcast. Um, we're joined today with Ola, who is the writer and editor for NFT Evening. NFT Evening is one of the biggest websites for NFT news currently. We have over 1.2 million monthly visits. How did NFT Evening start? What was the ideas behind it? And also, do you guys have like a long-term like goal or aim? Do you guys want to release a project or a course, that type of stuff? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's been going, you know, pretty strong. It, it's grown very fast. Uh, I think it, it started, I want to say, about eight, like April, May of last year. Um, the the founder of it, one of the two founders, yeah, one of the two founders, uh, Theo, who like had you know had some experience in in doing websites and doing new sites pr uh, previously, and and he himself got interested in the NFT space and kind of saw a gap there for like someone to step in and really cover all the news and also like help make it more accessible because i think that's probably something we've all experienced like coming into the space is when you're those first few days when you're trying to wrap your head around it it can be oh, quite yeah, overwhelming sure. yeah uh, yeah it can be very overwhelming and you don't know where to start and if you're not you know used to just being a dn on twitter and, and discord and just tracking everything it can get out of hand pretty fast so i think that was the the concept behind starting it really was to have one location that people could come to and get a really good overview of what was happening yeah um, so it started from you know started from zero readership just plugging away uh and grew very fast i think you know something that's helped us grow as fast as we do is we do cover a, a ton of stuff i think at the height you know we're doing something like you know 20 articles a day um we have a really great writing team uh like a pre like a pre-developed writing team um and an amazing content manager Jim. i want to shout out because she's definitely a, a huge engine of what what makes us all work she's she kind of stays on top of everything and fields hundreds and hundreds of emails every day from all That's these crazy. people wanting to you know, get coverage of what they're doing. So How big of a team uh, it is, um, it's in flux, you know, always like we always have, you know, people coming in, and coming yeah. I think around, around now we have so like seven or eight writers um, wow, and you put, yeah, who Jesus cover. Christ. So yeah, so we definitely have, you know, a team that's kind of covering practically 24 hours because we're also, <laughs> you know, all over the world. So we cover all these different time zones. So we have like a pretty constant stream of, uh, of articles that we put out. You guys are doing crazy good at the minute. So. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It's definitely, it can be, you know, uh, tricky to try and keep up with everything. You know, I feel like just recently uh, for the holidays, I like had, you know, a couple of days out and coming back and I felt like, oh my God, I've like, missed like months and months of, of developments, you know, everything just moves so fast. So yeah, recently it can be challenging to, can be, Right, exactly. Like I think I was like it was right around when Goblin Tap was dropping, and I come back and I see like this, you know, these like weird Twitter spaces, and everyone's going, you know, crazy over these very strange looking, <laughs> ugly creatures, and I was like, what is happening? With everyone just sat in the voice chats making goblin noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah one of the weird stuff going on, wasn't there? Yeah, the it's times. definitely one of the strangest things I've seen since I've been in this <laughs> yes, space for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, I, I, what do you think, Leon? That's kind of a perfect segue into uh, that, jumping into some of the NFT questions yeah, around yeah, meta. Talking about goblins. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah speaking of goblins and, and ooga boogas, uh, you know, actually, I've, I've analyzed, I did a little anal analysis of Goblin Town, and it's, they're pretty uh, compelling um, way of launching a project. Like, it's uh, it was very different than the existing meta. Yeah. And so, you know, we are seeing, I guess, uh, a lot of projects coming up that have been building over the last several months or, or even, you know, half a year. 
kind of thinking, oh, we're just going to do this, you know, this kind of format, this meta that's been relatively successful. And then the whole NFT world, like, like you said, Ole, you went away on vacation for a bit and then NFT world, you know, turns on its head. We're seeing all these new metas unfolding uh, with particularly the free mints and uh, different ways to um, raise capital so that the project can, um, you know, ideally, you know, follow through on their, their roadmap. Um, what are your, your sort of, because you've got the ear of the tracks here, you've got these writers and folks get, you know, going out there sort of looking for content and people reaching out to you with ideas and approaches. Could you give us an idea on, um, you know, what you think about the current meta, free mints, how long you think they la they'll last, you know, just your general opinion on, on uh, the state of uh, NFT launches right now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's so interesting because I think because the, the space is moving so fast and you just have, you can't count the number of projects that launch you know, every single day, you know, and, and how many more are preparing to launch and just getting started. So I think what's cool about it is that the, all of the metas that kind of will have their kind of 15 minutes or take, you know, their, their spotlight, like they're all happening constantly, like really jumpstarted this free mint meta in a real way. But you can look back at, you know, something like Satoshi's MFs, which wasn't free, but like a lot of those, I think, Bigger than just the Freeman stuff, I think the whole no roadmap, no utility, no Discord, um, kind of just you know just jump into it if you think the R's cool kind of energy is is a big part of what helped Golden Town really explode. And I think there's like you can see the seeds of it in other projects like, like beforehand. Mm. And I think it's just a matter of I mean, for one thing, obviously, like you know the space is very there's a huge that cash grabby aspect of the space is very real. Um, mm -hmm. just natural to where it is at the moment. So I think anytime any project uh, does really well, you know, really like is that moon project in a short period of time, then you have so many who are going to try to copycat it, whether it's like literally copycat the art, like we've seen so many Golden Town derivatives already, um, or try and chase like the the way that which they did. You know, we saw this with like the tokenomics meta a little bit last year. We saw it with all of a sudden all of these nft projects were like promising metaverses and play to own games and things that they probably shouldn't have been promising but just mm -hmm. trying to capitalize on what people were really interested in at the time mm -hmm. um i think you know probably just like the rest of our society i think the attention span in nfts is incredibly short so uh, you know it's it's i don't think any of these i don't think any matter comes in we think okay that's going to be like the dominant meta moving forward like i think it's always constantly in flux and so it's just a matter of time as to when the next one that you know one of these things we've already seen will kind of pop up again and kind of take over but of course i think with goblin town the timing of it was perfect right like a, a lot of the things that people have, have had concerns about constantly because like previous to the this uh bear market that we're in right now you start to see just mint prices just keep climbing and climbing and climbing you know the board apes are at 08 last year and then all of a sudden you know earlier this year we had projects that were minting at 0 0.1, 0.15, even 0.25, some projects are minting at, um, mm -hmm. which, in my opinion, especially at the prices of ETH, what, what the prices of ETH were at the time was pretty out, uh, pretty bold, in, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. so I think you, we see like this push and pull of, okay, that last mint that we had with these, like, you know, it was all about the allow list and like all these projects were minting out in the allow list and getting people to grind on Twitter and grind on Discord. And that was a, a really unpleasant meta. I don't think any of us really enjoyed that. No, that um, yeah, as well as horrible. really high mint prices. So the the Goblin Town approach, the free mint meta, feels like very much a reaction to that. And of course, in these market conditions, you're much more likely to be able to to launch something successfully if people can mint it just for the price of gas, as opposed to these, you know, 
spending 0.2 ETH on an unproven thing in a bear market, which is going to turn a lot of people off. Yeah. Whilst talking right, about then... um, attention span and stuff like that, I'm going to skip to one of the questions that we're going to ask later. Um, do you think we've entered sort of a degen season? We're seeing a lot of like pump and dump, quick flip type projects. Um, Dogecoin has been up like 50% in the past few days. Shiba has been up 50% in the past two days. Um, ETH is dropping. So do you think people are looking for like quick money makers rather than like long-term holds at the minute? Inside that, I feel like that's, that's it's always degen season in, in, a, in crypto <laughs> and NFTs, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> like is, I think... True. Yeah, I think there's always, that's one of the most fascinating things about it is like, there's always that dichotomy where you do have a lot of really impressive people, companies, teams, you know, really building interesting things and using that bear market is, you know, there's that cliche, like the bear market is for builders, um, and which is definitely true. You know, you have a lot of people who are using this opportunity to really like stick their heads down and like just work on whatever product they're making. And then, of course, you have the other side of it where people like everything's on sale, you know, like it's a great time to buy, like buy, buy, buy. Um, it's funny, right? Because it's it's really it, it's really regardless of market prices, like you're always going to have that element because when it was a bull run, it was like everything's, you know, it's up only like everything's mooning, like let's go, 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 <laughs> buy, buy, buy. So it's always I think that's always going to the element's always going to be there. Um, but of course, you know, it is it, people can always riff. I think part of what drives that is like. The history we have so far is like it's always been you know this coaster of up down up down um so people are going to point to the previous bear market and say like look you're like you you're basically like you here's your chance again when eth was like around 800 or whatever before it took off to 2000 like here's your chance to to be there so i think that messaging is definitely like strong and will convince sure. people to to really go out there um yeah it, it's it's interesting it's 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 not necessarily my my approach to things uh to kind of DJ and just uh, make these big bets, but you know, I'm sure there'll well, some some people will pay off really well, and and some people, <clears> that, you know, we've just well, seen a lot of very high profile yeah. crashes recently. So, yeah, and that's that's exactly what we want to and you know ask you next. You know, I think you you've made it pretty clear just you know from you know your your time in the in the space right now that there's not really one best way to grow project. You know, regarding what what supply is better, high supply, low supply, investment price. You know, but what I would love to hear, and I think for the listeners out there, um, like, what's your opinion? You know, let's say, you know, you've got the mic right now. What what if you could sort of, you know, give advice or sort of predict a, a meta that you would stand behind? Um, what what would you say that is? Like, what would you what would you hope for the space to kind of dive into? It's rather than just it's always degen season, which I think you're absolutely sure. right. I think that's just like maybe a part of the the space that may be part of the sort of cultural revolution that is the nft space it's just a very you know such a dichotomy like you said but you've got an opportunity let's say you you know you've got a kind of this power to sort of influence people and, and give them some you know alpha or some information on a best way forward i'd love to hear what you think that is yeah absolutely you know i think it, it really what's cool about it it really depends on on what your aims are like there's such it's such an expansive range of what an nft project can be and of course you know there's always going to there's only going to be ever a few projects that are really like dominating the kind of general attention and getting a lot of of that i don't think that just trying to chase what those projects do is is at least a sustainable aim at the end of the day if you're if you're if you're, if you're just trying to make a lot of money really fast then you know godspeed to you but i think knowing who your 
audiences. What's amazing about NFTs is like you don't you don't have to appeal to everyone, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Even a, a ten, even for a ten k collection, you know, most of these mint out and they have you know three thousand, four thousand holders. That's like a good number to begin with. Um, so making a product for a few thousand people, a few hundred people, if you're doing a small collection, is a much easier task uh, to kind of take on in an authentic way than if you're just trying. If you're like, oh, we want to be the next board apes, which is like, you know, there is no next board apes. That's not going to happen. Um, so I think yeah, staying yeah. true to yeah, staying true ultimately to what it is uh, that you're trying to create and like really holding on to that, you know, like there's, uh, it's it's a shame because you see so many projects that do have like a very, very clear vision of what they want to be, whether it's like they want to be a media franchise, they want to be a fashion brand, they want to be, you know, uh, a DAO, like, and, and they get pressured, you know, by people who are because there's always you know in your discord or whatever you're going to have your core community members but you're always going to have those people who just want the number to go up who want mm -hmm. you to kind of like devs do something you know like all of that energy mm -hmm. um, so i think if you're interested in long-term building it's really about just having a lot of conviction um and playing that long-term game like it's it's the the, the thinking is always so short-term in the space and i think mm -hmm. playing along along those like short-term uh rules is is gonna is gonna fail for the vast vast majority of people in projects. Um, I think your best chance, especially in, in a condition like this, when there's a lot less excitement, you know, like a lot of people were just getting by on weak fundamentals, but benefiting from hype, and that hype's not here right now. Mm. So I think now is the time to really double down on the substance uh, of what you're doing, and just doing a really good job of communicating to your core audience. Um, because there is so much noise and like breaking through to like, you know, the masses is always going to be difficult. But if you can really pinpoint your community specifically, you know, I think there's a great example in like, you know, these sort of subsectors of NFTs, like the there's music NFTs and film NFTs, photography NFTs, fine art, like a lot of these communities are still staying really strong together. Like even mm -hmm. this when you see a lot of the PFP communities have kind of broken down and people are pissed off about prices. Um, and the, I think the communities that weren't worried about keeping up with whatever the current meta was and really just focusing on their own vision, um, they may not have as much, you know, in their treasury as these projects that like capitalized on what the latest cash grab was, but they've, they're building a much more sustainable community, which I think ultimately is going to be more, far more valuable in the long run. See, that, that leads wow, that, perfectly onto the Killer insights, yeah. Run. Over to you, Leon, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was going to ask, what's your opinion on launching <laughs> projects during the markets right now? Um, obviously, we've seen extremely heavy bear markets. Um, should people go ahead with the mints? So should they delay their mints? Should they just hold out until um, we see a bit of stabilization? And if they are releasing, how can projects find a way to combat the low volume in the markets right now? But I feel like you've answered that almost perfectly with the community and focusing on the community. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like that's that's the two kind of the two pillars. Right? Like NFTs are an incredibly efficient way to raise capital for you know whatever venture you want to take on. That's one thing, and they're also a really efficient way of forming a community um, around whatever vision you have. So I think it's when you know when you don't ever want the community to go down, right? Like I think that's that's it's an overused word in in the space, but I think that's for a reason. It's like that always should be your primary focus because that's the thing that that's just a lot more resistant you know i think we're in such a volatile market and still so early in this 
um, kind of NFT crypto experiment, even though it feels like it's been, it has been used in some cases, but I think it's still very, uh, it's an adolescent technology. Yeah. And so I think, I, I really think, even though it's very difficult, because if you you know put in all these hours and you're depending on a certain number that you need to execute whatever it is you have in mind, it can be difficult when all of a sudden you had a number in mind and now that number is worth you know, 80% less than whatever it was days ago or whatever that is. But I think you have to go into it with your eyes wide open and know that the space is volatile and that is a possibility. And so it's impossible to count on. I think I think waiting, I think if you're ready to launch and all that's keeping you from launching is the bear market, I think that's that's maybe not something that should keep you from launching because you have we have no idea. Like we'd like to think that, you know, it'll just be a couple months and then we'll you know start see rebounding, but nobody can predict it. Like yeah. and with how volatile the world outside of crypto is right now, some of these factors, like these are like massive global scale things that are all having an impact on the market and we when we mm -hmm. suddenly have no control over those so uh this could be a bear market the last years you know yeah, yeah. uh and so do you really want to put yourself in a position where you could keep you, you could put off your project launch for three months six months nine months a year like i, I don't think that's a good position to be in so i think you're better off um just going ahead with it and if you can't raise the same amount of capital as you were hoping for you know like make adjust and be flexible to that that's that's something you should be doing from yep. the get-go anyway it's like knowing that um this big windfall might not necessarily be there so what what can you do in the meantime to build a community and also focus on whatever product is that you're working on which is why the conviction thing is so important you know i think like that's the main positive of a bear market is if you are only here for a cash grab if you are just here because of like you want to make magic into that money really fast Obviously, that works out for some people, but like that's not really a, uh, I don't think anyway, that's like a very realistic or, or smart thing to try and catch and focus on. You know, I think um, those other things like the uh, uh, the community building, the product building, the innovation, um, then they might not be as attractive and sexy and, oh, you're going to make, a, you know, have a thousand ETH in 24 hours. Um, but it's i think it's a better it's a better route um i think it's a better route anyway but i think in a bear market it's in some ways it's the only route um mm -hmm. because not everyone's going to be goblin town you know <laughs> yeah no i completely agreed yeah that was a nice little analogy there um switching over now um back to other metas um sol summer that lasted <laughs> a few days to a few weeks <laughs> everyone was expecting was to convert all their eth over to sol and start getting and funny. zero um gas prices and we started seeing like loads of projects just like immediately rushing over to sol and then within like two weeks no one was talking about it anymore i feel like goblin town sort <laughs> of like stole the hype um because yeah. as soon as they released just it was not talked about anymore. What? Why do you think it only lasted like such a short time? I think it's it's a lot of the similar things we're talking about right now, right? Like I think there's Sol has like a very uh, a very cool and like the the community of people that are like are invested in Sol in a real way, like have been building on it for months. Um, you know, same thing. Like I think they're still there. Uh, I think 
with the soul summer thing it's like again it was, it was just a different meta and like the attention spans we talked about being so short people were basically like oh okay can i flip some eth into soul go over to soul because there's attention there make you know mint a bonus mint a bonus stuff like get a bunch of good flips and then take it straight back to eth like i'm sure that was the playbook that a lot of people were like kind of counting on yeah yeah um it was pretty poor timing for them unfortunately because souls had all of these it's been having a lot of these issues before but um you know, it just kind of multiplied with the the network can't stay up is is a massive issue. And then, like, I don't know yeah, if you guys saw the, the Soul End thing that happened recently about this one uh, Soul, like, lending protocol. Basically, they, they, like, pulled up a DAO in, like, a few hours to basically vote against this one whale who uh, oh, they I thought was that, about yeah. to liquidate a bunch of Soul. Yeah, it's, so it's, you know, that was already uh, the ETH Maxi crowd who are anti-Soul were like, you know, it's centralized. It's not, it, it, this is not a, this is not what Web3 is about. Like, it's a sham kind of thing, um, which that's a problem. There's a problem next. I think Solana was doing a bunch of things that are really, is doing a bunch of things that are super valuable and, and worth, like, they're, they're doing some things that are commendable. And they're also, you know, they're still figuring it out. They're still developing, you know, they're still strengthening their infrastructure and, they still have a long way to go um but i think it's a similar thing of like if you're at the end of the day if you're just chasing the meta and trying to make money the chances are far higher than not that you're going to get wrecked uh, that's that's really how it goes like of course there's you can always look at the the success stories and think like oh well i'll be one of those people and may and you might uh but just the reality of it just by the numbers is like most people aren't going to be that um and i think you're setting yourself up for if you again if you have real conviction if you think that this isn't this actually is the future of a lot of different industries um and there's exciting possibilities that the blockchain brings around then i think you're more comfortable looking at things that you actually like or actually you actually like you actually care about um you should be in you should be buying things investing in things investing in teams that you are happy not selling um if you, you know, if the price gets to a point that it makes sense for you to sell and that's going to be a good decision, then like, that's fantastic. But you want it to be, most people anyway, you want it to be the icing on the cake and not just the thing that you're chasing because chances are, again, like these people had no idea that Soul, Soul was going to crash when it did, uh, but then it did. And then all of a sudden it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't an attractive proposition. So had they gone in because they really liked a project or a team or uh, a protocol, what a DAO, whatever, then they, you know, it, they wouldn't care about Soul Summer and it being a crash, crashing and it being a meme now, you know, like they're, because they're in something that they actually like. So I think it's just, again, it's just another example of these metas and how risky it is to play the jumping across the meta game. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. that be really quick in, out, in, out. Let's, um, let's jump over to, to marketing a little bit and talk a little bit about um, you know, something obviously that it's uh, NFT evening, you know, you, you live and breathe this being a media publication, that, you know, could make or break some of the projects that are coming up if, you know, they're, they get some coverage on your 1.2 million monthly visits on your website, you know, that could be some, some wonderful engagement that could take a project uh, to a place where they might sell out. Um, we are seeing, though, a fair amount of projects you know subsequently seeing that their engagement has been either bought or sort of faked um, in order to grow a community build that hype and then you know it's either manifest into a rug pull or just folks that are you know they get their initial uh, bit of money in and then they just you know take their sweet time not following through on a roadmap you know where they've promised them in and 
no one don't they don't take anyone to the moon um could you give us your opinion on you know uh fake engagement in growing a community do you think that's kind of just one of the necessary evils in order to get to that uh, sellout phase you know again i think it's like it's it's a matter of intention and like what you're of course it, it, it depends on what you're doing right like if you're mm-hmm. trying to raise funds for uh like a triple a quality you know metaverse or like play to own game or whatever it is then yeah you'd necessarily have some like financial targets that you basically have to hit otherwise you can't you can't act your vision out um mm-hmm. so I, you know i definitely have sympathy for that but the same i i, I just feel like it's it's a bit of a house of cards waiting to fall over. Like anytime you're you're buying engagement, I think you put yourself at a. It's almost it's the worst thing you can do is to put yourself in a position where your community, your holders, or the space in general is going to turn on you immediately after your launch. Um, of course, if you if your plan is to rug pull and run, then you prepare for that already. But I think if you're a genuine project. I think it's a very dangerous game to get into playing the boosting engagement game and the numbers game. I it's it's hard because there's how do you break through the noise in this space when there's so much and there's folks launching all the time. And I think it's definitely something, you know, I, especially like, you know, one-on-one artists, like they, they talk about this all the time and how frustrating it can be where all the oxygen's going to these big collections that may or may not rug pull or have these ambitious roadmaps that they may or may not have intentions of filling. And then there are all these mm-hmm. like artists who are very authentically creating work that they want to share with people. And they're mm-hmm. having a real hard time like reaching out, right, you know, reaching people. I think it's it's one of the unfortunate things about the space, but it just comes by the nature of money flooding in here very quickly. We're so, you know, yeah, take the good in the bags. I think like without that, um, without the like cash grabby, like get rich quick energy of it, we wouldn't see nearly the, uh, attention and investment in it that we're now seeing from like a much larger group of people mm-hmm. than a year ago. Um, so you have, take, you have to take the good with the bad. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I would never advise uh, anybody to. To it's tempting, but like I think ultimately, like it's more likely to to blow up on, blow up on you than it is to to help you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon's going to jump in and and ask you a little bit about utility and your thoughts on that, but before. So over to him to, to dive into that with you. Uh, low to no utility, the profile pick theme that started this whole crazy world up. Do uh, you think that's going to last for the long game? You know, the 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 way that it's just been, yeah, buy your JPEG and there you go. And that's it and trade that. Do you think that's going to, how long in the teeth do you think that'll be before it's, uh, you know, it's last uh, theme is out? And it's interesting, right? Because I think like it, it does make a lot of sense that this was the, the, predominant meta that we're it's it's not over right it's still it's still very much like you go on open see in the top project most of them are going to be pfps and mm-hmm. it makes sense as like a first step into a, a you know a growing emerging digital world that what's the first thing you do in like a game or whatever it's like you have to make your avatar you have to like have your persona that you're gonna to walk through so that makes a lot of sense for me i think it's it's i don't see that going away right i see it evolving because if you're kind of playing this out to the end like projecting what's going to be in the future of of the metaverse of this whole space um people are always going to have we already have we've already been constructing digital identities on social media that 
um, obviously are inspired by us. Like that, you know, it's it, it would be a picture of you versus a picture of a, you know, uh, rainbow puking cat or whatever. Um, but we're we we've already accustomed to like establishing a digital identity and 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 sending out different signifiers to other people of what that is. So I I, I see it staying around. I think the concept that uh, something that is really just meant to represent you online being worth a hundred thousand dollars like that seems unsustainable and and, and unrealistic yeah. and if we're talking about onboarding the masses like well that's just not who has a hundred thousand dollars to spend on a jpeg like people like people don't so i think it's uh, i i hope anyway that it's, it's and and maybe the free mint free to mint stuff kind of reflects this but have it be more realistic and and a little bit you know like yeah it's cool to have a digital identity and be part of this community and you all identify with each other and have this art that you like um it doesn't need to be for the purpose of flipping it for six figures like i think it's better if it's for the purpose of you like this and it represents you in some way and i think that's the stuff that's sustainable and that's the stuff that will last and the stuff that's more about the uh this could be worth a whole lot is doesn't really it's a little bit doesn't really sync up well with what it is ultimately meant to be which is um uh, a marker of your digital identity yeah. um so i think yeah i think as the space grows and more people come into it like i think you know punk 6529 you know says this a lot about like there's when all these people come like they're going to need their avatar like they're going to need their their marker and i i do think that's true i just think the uh the kind of economics of it, of how we've known it over this past year or so, are going to change radically, and so it's going to yeah, look very different. But I think, yeah, ultimately, uh, an avatar is kind of like step one of, of entering the digital world. Yeah, no, completely agreed. Um, yeah, we need to focus on, like you were saying before, like with actual artwork, people invest for the art, or like for the artist, or for the community, rather than investing for a quick bit of money or because like it's a hyped project that type of stuff following on from that i was just about to see um how long do you think it is before we start seeing some true utility and we move away from the profile picture you said it might um like expand and grow into a new type of market do you think we'll start seeing more like we're already seeing um NFTs being used for like tickets, events, um, passes to stuff, or like meet and greets, or you'll get like merch, that type of stuff, or it'll give you just yeah access to different things. Do you think we're going to see an advancement on that? On that, or do you think we'll carry on with the DGen stuff for a while? Uh, I think it's going to be a mix of both. You know, I think that that's kind of already happening. Again, it's again, it's like all these metas. They're kind of all happening at once and it's it wears the attention flowing uh yep. you know i think the dgen stuff's not not going in anytime soon but i will say i think uh it goes back to like buying what you like and what's going to be valuable to you regardless of what whatever the market's doing if you buy something that's really like a membership pass you know that gives you there's like tangible thing not just this like vague sense of utility of like oh we're going to be in the metaverse one day or like we're going to do merch one day or like whatever that is like i think real whether it's you know it is a, a club membership that you're buying whether it's like discount to a service or you know access to certain events that you know are guaranteed like i think that's where um a lot more attention will go to because people want to 
before it was the the perceived value was like i'm gonna buy this jpeg price will go up i'll sell and i'll make money yeah. and that was like the attraction of it and that was you know that was very that was very possible for, for a few months there last year um and kind of quickly enough attracted so many people that it was no longer a, a reasonable thing and that, that's definitely that kind of ponzinomic side of things which i think we're we're all you know we're all best like kind of moving away from yeah now um so what so what is the solution to like what am i yeah, actually going to get right. from this like i'm going to buy this jpeg but what do i actually get rather than just some like profile picture that I can flex to my friends what am i actually going to receive from this like irl just going to have a quick discussion about <laughs> board ape and what they've got going on at the minute um they they're getting a lot of heat right now um a whole lot of yeah. heat for people that don't know there's a lot of conspiracy there's someone released a big investigation on youtube about board ape being um, related to uh, nazism and um white supremacy and there's a whole lot of um whole lot of relation if you watch through the video um every single thing like the usernames on twitter the logo the artwork the release date everything is linked to really bad stuff um, but what's even weirder after this video released the floor price has gone up which is weird it's gone up like nearly 10 ETH um since all this really really bad stuff has released um which is a bit disturbing i was just going to ask you what do you think on this do you think this is legit what do you think will happen to board ape um and also like if it is legit and we see board ape crash and tumble what do you think that will cause uh well what, what do you think the effects will be on the nft market will we see a new blue chip rise to the table will we see crypto punks back um on top what do you think will happen yeah i mean it's it's very uh it's fascinating for sure i was it was funny because well what's funny is to me i think none of these claims are, are new this is actually uh this has been around for most of this year you know like yeah, the sorry, video draws on yeah yeah like he talks about it in the video and references him a lot but like a lot of this information has come from writer rips and his his website that he put up in january and he made a lot of news on Twitter about this uh, around that time, and and then it you know kind of died down and did all those other things. So I mean, I think I'm like naturally a bit of a skeptic. I'm always you know, uh, I want to, like what is the potential intention of this person doing this thing at this time? And I think when you look at the fact that it got launched the day of it, of the first day of A Fest, and you look at the fact that the video ends plugging writer rips's like Basie with uh, you know. Whatever you, whatever you want to call it, performance art or protest art or a troll or whatever it is. Um, the fact that it was heavily attached to plugging that project, I mean, that immediately like made me skeptical, um, at least of the attention of putting it in. As far as the information that it provides, you know, I, I actually wrote a piece on, on, on the video and like the claims and stuff. And so I watched the, the whole video and look, it's, 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 it's interesting. You know, it's definitely uh, the idea of that being the case is very unsettling and and dark. But it's also one of those things. I don't know. I'm I'm not much of a one for that that brand of like. Uh, I I don't I I say conspiracy theory. It'll sound like disparaging or writing it offhand. Like I think there's there are valuable critiques. I'll put it this way: there are valuable critiques. I think of board apes as like 
what culturally what they sim you know this the 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 signs and symbols that come from aspects of that collection i think there's valuable critique there and i think there's valuable critique about yuga labs as an entity and what it means when it comes to to web3 and the blockchain and decentralization i think there are really interesting conversations there this felt a little bit sensationalist and like attention grabbing and like pulling a lot of things that under some scrutiny don't necessarily hold up uh but it's an over it's definitely an overwhelming amount of stuff so it's easy to say oh like it can't all be a coincidence but yeah exactly that's all it's also definitely it's a little bit you know pinboard with all the lines across it and like <laughs> it's 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 a some pretty extreme theorizing there so i, I don't know how much mm -hmm. uh, mileage i get out of the the evidence but it, you know it, it's interesting as far as the what it means for the board apes i i mean i i really feel like uh yuga's kind of too big to fill at this point that's what i thought um, as, well. like, as, mu as much as as much as an nft project yeah as much as an nft project can be of course like you know this is still like early internet days kind of thing so if everything crashed it wouldn't be that shocking but um they're in as strong as a position as you could possibly be for a com i mean this company is barely a year old and look at their valuation look yes. at mm. the vcs they've got involved and look at the huge corporations that they, they have such huge backing from people who are very well that you almost feel like how could they how could it crash you know uh they have mm. such cash um, yeah like like it or hate it it's an extraordinary brand and it's uh you know broken records it's newsworthy you know it's i think it's something that's given this space so much to talk about um and obviously yourself ola being in you know media publication I, I think, you know, it'd be hard to argue that the NFT space, love it or hate it, is something that has, you know, it's a pop culture phenomenon, almost unlike anything else we've ever experienced. So it's, uh, you know, bad, bad press, good press. It's all press at some point. And I think, you know, as long as people are taking positions and having discussions in general, as long as it's not, it doesn't go over the top, like with some of the real bad scams, of course, that's just 100% bad for any business or any space. But I think, you know, the discussions that are unfolding are what kind of make it a community of people that have something to sort of dive into. And it creates multiple layers of industry that can then, you know, get into this space from marketing to, you know, development to brands to media publications like like your own, um, Ola, for sure. So I don't know, Leon, what do you think is now the time to ask that uh, that wrap up question that we uh, yeah. we ask all of our, our guests? Yeah, what do so you think? Going on question that we've been asking, well, we're only on episode six, but we've asked everyone so far. Um, so if you could go back in time to when you first started your journey, and for you, it's your NFT journey, what is one thing slash piece of advice you would have told yourself? Ooh, that's uh... a juicy one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely, I think, honestly, a lot of the things that, you know, we, we covered in this episode is, is things that I've learned that I, was wasn't too far away from but i would have liked to know sooner like i think that knowing sooner that you know don't don't try and play the meta game don't try and chase the the next moon the next flip yeah okay. uh would be would would be the biggest thing would be really like double down on on projects that you believe in like find find your niche in the space and and, and yeah. just learn i think that's like the number one thing i tell anybody who's like curious about it is that like look you don't have to play the chasing the flip game and trying to you know like there's actually just it's just a great place to come and learn like yeah and if sure. 
you know, buy something cheap that just gets you patents. So you have a little bit of skin in the game, but that you're not going to be stressing about it. Um, you know, about the price going up and down. Cause you just want to, you just want to be here. So I think just like, yeah, just finding a productive way to be in the space, um, and make connections with people, connect with, connect with people. Another big one. Yeah. I think engage, like make as many connections as you can. Engage as much as right. you can. Twitter, YouTube, discord, communities, everything you can. Because that's all that's, that's awesome. the ultimate value, right? It's like, you know, being connected with other people in the space is like, that's not a bear market's not going to drive that away, like real relationships you have. So I think those would be the two things. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. Yeah. Ola, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And obviously, you're up to an NFT evening. So thank you, you guys as well. Um, where can he find you? Do you want to plug your Twitter, yeah. YouTube, whichever you have? Yeah, absolutely. And and thank you so much for having me. Uh, you can find me on, on uh, Twitter, Ola K underscore rights. Um, and then I don't do YouTube but myself, but you can check out the NFT Evening YouTube. We have a bunch of really great, like, explainer videos. And actually, right, you know, right now, we just kind of finished wrapping of econ coverage. I was out at econ and interviewing some incredible artists and, and founders and CEOs in the space. So definitely go go to the NFT Evening YouTube and playlist there's, there's a really some really great people to. beautiful well yeah thank you 